Ooh, yeah! Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. What is going on, party people? We're back again with another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. And the whole Killer Pod crew is in the house yet again. I am Jeff. Uh, with me, as always, is my uh, handsome man bund co-host, uh, Vinny. What's going on? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. And we have with us on the Agave Boom Tequila Hotline, Peter. <coughs> What's up, bitches? And then producing with us tonight on a what I th- would think is going to be a trying episode for him. He's going to have to be uh, was it judge, jury, executioner for this one? I think producing Even for us should be pretty straightforward. Well, we'll see. I don't know how he came up with twenty four straight up road trip movies, but we'll get into it. Sean, how are you? Hey, boys, doing good. Good. All right, let's see. Cool, yeah, twenty-eight. I, I, yeah, I don't even know where you got twenty-eight. He said he said he could have kept going. He came up with that twenty-four and five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't even include the movie Road Trip. Oh, you like dig into the silent era? Or the movie Euro Trip? Neither of those are. Even yeah, on well, my Euro list. Trip's not a road trip. That's true. <laughs> see? Well, no, it, it, it could be. Arg- it could certainly be argued. Well, it could, but... Aren't they on a train most of the They take a plane and a train, and yeah. And a bus. And a bus with the Manchester United Supporters Club. Car at some point. Can you say what the fuck did I do last night? It's not on on my list. Well, that's a shame. All right, let's dive into the segments. We'll start with... Oh, do you want your root beer, Jeff? No, I'll get it in a minute. All right. Root Uh, beer. Jeff's on medication. Ah. Old old man stuff. He's got the steroids. He's got the muscle relaxers. Yeah, my back's a hot. He's got ass. the blue pill. Muscle relaxers even more of a reason to drink. Yeah, well, not with the steroids. <laughs> I need the steroids to actually work, so my back can I can move without being in pain. Got it. He's hobbling around like a I don't know what. Like a hobbit. Well, they hobble. Yeah, I guess they hobble. They waddle. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well. Jeff's going to grab a uh, root beer in a moment, but I have a Levante Brewing Company uh, selection tonight. This is a super fresh one from them. It's the Contemporary Amarillo Bicoastal IPA. So it's a pretty straightforward IPA with Amarillo, of course, and also Cascade. See what it's all about. They are uh, sadly closing their stables location in Exton. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess there was a dispute with the lease and they couldn't come to an agreement, so they're moving on. And the rumor is they're going to open a place in Ardmore, which I don't like that. Uh, Fuck, am I ever going to go to Ardmore? Have you you guys been to the Levante stables out here? No, no. It's pretty cool. No, I've had plenty of beers, but haven't been to the brewery. It's it's away from the, the breweries in Westchester. And then the stables, they had like a, a very large barn type setup and lots of green space. They would do uh, live music pretty much all week long in the summer. Uh, food trucks. It was a very big space with picnic tables and outdoor chairs and games and everything. It was a good spot. 
a shame they're losing it. I don't know if they got cheap or if, if the landlord got greedy, but something went down with the lease renewal. In any case, this contemporary Amarillo is quite nice. They usually nail it pretty well with the the IPAs. They get into the the dessert IPAs pretty heavy, uh, similar to Imprint Brewing Company. Those are hit or miss for me, but when they do the hazies and the straightforward ones, pretty strong. They do uh, tickle parts, don't they? Yeah, yeah. There's like all different versions of it. Yeah, I've, I've liked those offerings that I've had. Sean, um, what do you got I, tonight? Or Pete, what do you got tonight? I got a a return. <clears throat> what seems to be a uh, pod favorite. Uh, I picked this up. Uh, a Joint Theory Death dot net. Uh, single hop West Coast style IPA. Okay. God, I love a Joy Theory. I you, now now that I've been there, as I mentioned, I went there earlier this year. Um, cra- it's kind of crazy that they make that their beers make it up to be distributed up here with that. I mean, it's a, just a little brewery in like a office com- or like an industrial complex yeah that, but that the one you went down to when you were going to Richmond yeah or wherever you went yeah their name's getting up there with like the big dogs though the best of the best of um, IPAs and they do a lot of stouts too so I guess the distribution yeah. is starting to expand I almost bought the Russian Imperial stout and I was just like eh, it's summer yeah I can't do I can't do those <laughs> big heavy stouts in the summer even though I'm sitting in air conditioning, but Sean, what do you got? So I, I look for this brewery, this brewing company, all the time, uh, but I can never find it. So I have Abomination Brewing Company wandering into the fog. Mm. A triple dry hop cashmere double IPA. Mm. Uh, not, one I like. It's not a local brew. Yeah, it's not local. I think they're out of Connecticut, but the artist that does all their artwork lives in my neighborhood and. Oh, really? some killer can art. Yeah, his yeah. art's his art's super dope. They're one of those weird breweries. I, I don't even fully um, understand it. It's like a, a a nomad brewery where they're like they're not actually like a brewery. They they can and represent other brewers and sometimes microbrewers or collabs and stuff, and then just sell it under the abomination name. Like they don't have, yeah, like, they don't have like a brick and mortar like brewery. No, that whole operation's kind of odd. How they source different beers and yeah, put their labels on. But everything I've had from them has been awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that, uh, and the distributor, the beers are good. But like you said, the the art is, is like the big standout for them. That dude does a great job. Yeah, we get uh, my distributor gets them in on Friday, and they sell out pretty quick. And they're not cheap, but yeah, they're damn good beers. Oh, I, his name's on here, Label Arts, by Sam Heimer. Look him up on Instagram. Good artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane was just telling me about a beer distributor out in Emmaus called Lanky's? No, Shangy's. Shangy's. Is a, yeah, it's a giant beer distributing place. And then, but I didn't realize, so like, they have like a big uh, you know, store you can go to, uh, distributor in Emmaus, Pennsylvania, but I guess they're like, when you get 
those rare beers like Abomination, Beer Zombies, Adroit Theory, Anchorage Brewing, uh, in this area, it's all being sourced or coming from them. So when you go to their store, you can find super rare stuff that's hard to get in this area. So I have to get venture out there and like take some cash out and not bring my wallet in or something so I don't spend too much. I don't know if you'll go that nuts, but... That's what I got to do when I get a total wine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I have no self-control. Jeez. Is that is that that uh, E-M-M-A-U-S town? Yeah. Yes. It's where uh, Funk Brewing I've is. Never, I've never known how to say that. Yeah. Amaze. I've always assumed that it was a mouse. <laughs> um, yeah, right outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania, and it's where Funk Brewing is, which is another good local brewery. Ba-gown, ba-gown, ba-gown. What the hell? Is that some funky bass? <laughs> yeah. Slapping the bass. <laughs> Alright, so we did our beers. Jeff, you got anything on the music front? I do. Uh, in, I got a couple of weekend shows I'm going to, uh, so I've been listening to some queers uh, pretty steadily the last three days. Anyone anyone else like the queers? I do. Pete? Sure. Uh, I'm not going to say that I don't this month. Okay. <laughs> They are. Uh, it's their 40th anniversary tour, which is insane. Uh, and they're just like straightforward Ramon style punk, like four chords mm-hmm. and fast as hell. Um, You're seeing them at. I'm now. seeing them Friday night with the Dwarves, who I'm not super into, but I mean, I can get behind it. Uh, the Dwarves and the Jasons and the Queers are playing Broken Goblet Brewing on Friday night. So that'll be fun. And then Saturday night is the. Roger uh, Siegel Memorial Show at J.C. Dobbs on South Street. Um, he was murdered on Delaware Ave in front of the Wawa back in March, maybe it was. Um, yeah, March sounds right. Um, the, uh, it took him way too long to catch yeah, the yeah. guy. Um, but anyway, the uh, they're doing a show, memorial show for him at Dobbs. All the money's going to like his favorite charities. Um, and it's going to be like a combination of uh, Trash Light Vision and Sorry and the Sinatras, which are two bands he was in. So that's exciting because I haven't seen Trash Light kind of broke up in 2007 or something like that. So it'll be exciting to hear some of those songs live. And Sorry and the Sinatras were, they never really uh, did too, too much, but they, they, they hung around and did some stuff. Yeah, that'll be a good show. Yeah, it's going to be good. As uh, long as I don't get shot on South Street. It'll be fine. Yeah. If you hear any kind of ruckus, go the other way. Duck. Yeah, just a drop. Drop to the floor. I think it's actually going to be a pretty packed house. So Dobbs is not the biggest of spaces. And uh, Roger was pretty well-known. He was a bartender at Woolly Mammoths, which is like the corner of 5th and South. So he was a well-known guy outside of music as well. So I have a feeling it's going to be... Quite the the mm-hmm. packed house. Is um, Broken Goblet doing any kind of special beer beer for the show? Nah, nah, it's just a show, just yeah. a Friday night show for them. They just got done with the Metal and Beer Fest last mm-hmm. weekend, so they did. I forget what deck they did for it. I saw it though; it looked good. Um, yeah, I like that they're really merging the the brewery and, and music venue concept. Yeah, I heard they uh, bought up more space. There was like a pizzeria next door that they bought. Oh, the pizzeria already closed. Yeah, damn. Well, yeah, COVID probably didn't help with yeah. that. Because I'm sure that pizzeria opened just with the thought of being, oh, cool, we're next to a yeah, pop and brewery. Yeah. That's it for my music. You guys got anything in the music from? I got 
Nothing this week. I'm just listening to my same old, same old. Yeah, I don't have uh, anything new that I haven't already talked about. Right on. Waiting for I... a Municipal Waste new album. Yeah, oh. yeah. What? I missed that. Municipal Waste. Ah, coming yes, out. yes. Coming out in a couple of weeks, I think the 1st of July. Uh, new Calabrese music comes out tomorrow. Yes, yeah, I did see yeah. that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. Were they dropping just a single? I don't know. I, I didn't read too much into it. I think it might be the whole record, but it might be a single or two. Yeah, that'd be fun. Get to listen to them and Municipal Waste in mm-hmm. the near future. Um, speaking of music, did you guys see the Guar documentary that's coming to Shudder? Yeah, it's, about, no. it's like the whole history of Guar, I guess. Um, they're doing. It's coming to Shutter. It's a it's a documentary. I don't know how. I just watched the George Carlin one last night. It was two hour and a half parts. So I don't know if they're going that route or if it's going more of a straight up documentary. I know a lot of like Netflix and stuff. They don't do straight up documentaries anymore. I think split into like parts. Limited series. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're doing it that way or just straight up doc. But I hope it's long because I love me some Guar. Yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting and fun watch. Is um. Adam Green I'm involved. Sure. I mean, I'm sure there's... Everybody. I'm sure he's probably hosting, narrating, Doing something. and probably part of the creative process. Yeah. As long as he doesn't ask for money. Well, <laughs> so, adopt a Yorkie and give me money to make movies. <laughs> All right. Moving onward. Pete, heard before the show, you might have a... Hey, while we have you here, let me run something I by do. you. I do. It's a bit of a would you rather okay. question. And it's just uh, on topic that we've touched on before. But would you rather watch the tape from the ring or say uh, Candyman in front of a mirror five times? You have to do one, assuming that assuming that these are real things. These are real things and that probably the that candy, could, that, uh, candy man. I mean, I don't want to wait around for this crap. If it's gonna go down, let's <laughs> let's get it over with. Yeah, that's probably right. true. This, and I feel like I mean, they're both paranormal entities, but I feel like trying to do battle with uh, the girl from the from Ringu might be. More terrifying and more of a long, drawn-out losing battle, similar to what Jeff said. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll do a showdown with Tony Todd. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, what were you gonna say? I think I could beat the shit out. Of, I think I could beat the shit out of the girl from the ring. <laughs> I, I got it. She's not a person though. This is like a <laughs> ghost or something. A ghoul, perhaps. She's, she's a she's a Japanese. She's one, a little. Though. She's a little one though. How she even see with all that hair? Um, my, I, mean, I have a VHS player. My 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 thing, my thought process was, was never have like fighting at all. Like either way, you're gonna die. My thought process was just at least with the tape, you have seven days, and you can like, you Go know, hard. just yeah, just spend all the all your money, <laughs> and uh, you know, whatever. I've been putting off getting my uh, will notarized, not for any reason other than I need two witnesses to do it. So. I'd have seven days at least to get my will notarized so I can get away from my stupid shit. And finally, that, that, that sixth day, you'd finally get off your ass. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, you only need the one witness because the, the notary is the other. 
What if I texted oh. my will to someone? Do I, do I need to have that notarized? It's a text. I thought you were uh, gonna get the... you get... Well, I have all I my mean, final if, wishes. If you, want, if you want it to be an official, like, legal will. Well, it's, it's my final wishes. As long as my sister has, has that text somewhere. I sent it. No, I th you want to have it. You want to have it legally bound so that because otherwise the man will just take your money. I don't trust these lawyers though. And if well, you guys want to, and I, them, I definitely don't want to be bound by know. one. You trust them more than you trust the government. I don't you trust should. any of them. Yeah, you don't need a lawyer. You can just you can just handwrite it out. It just needs to get notarized. Well, who? Okay, I got you. So I can do it like a napkin and just have. Yeah, you just go to UPS store. The notorio stamp it. They might ask some questions why it's on a napkin. It's a rush job. Written in blood. <laughs> it's a rush job. I only got uh, whatever seven days. <laughs> oh, I gotta think this thing out. I got money to spend and bad decisions to make. Ugh. All right, let's see. What else do we got? So I mean, the only thing really in news that I had was: Did you guys see about Ghostface going to Manhattan? Yeah, I don't. I, I'll be more into it when it's more fleshed out. I'm a little bit more. I, I could care less about the placement, but I'm more upset that Sydney's not going to be in it. I know that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but that's like as of now. You think they're going to after that I, whole I, thing offer her more money? Apparently, that's the same thing happened with the last one too. You think they're saying that, and then she's just going to be the killer? Maybe. Ooh. They did that with Carrie Elwes. It only took uh, eight Saw movies to finally reveal him. <laughs> that would actually be interesting if they reveal Sydney as the killer. All right. I didn't see. Like the, I didn't see like the last four. So, um, I mean, the most recent one was good. Well, no, I've the heard one before yeah. that. I didn't really enjoy, but the whole Manhattan thing. I saw uh, your boy Ryan Tarek posted like the Jason Takes Manhattan poster, but with Ghostface on it instead of Jason. Uh, I thought he was just posting like some fan art or yeah. whatever. I didn't realize it was actually happening. Now Ryan Turk, he's real original. Just taking old ideas and rehashing them to make money. Nah, he didn't make the like the art. He reposted it from somebody. Uh, either way. He gave him a shout out. Whoever he reposted it from. Love that Turk. Yeah. We're going to get on the show at some point. He's uh, never coming on this show. But if he did, I would yell at him. For what? I don't know. For being awesome? Stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have rhyme or reason. I just rant. Anyone got anything on the news front or what they've been watching or whatever? Uh, I, I saw Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, what'd you think? It was fine. That's what I thought. I, I, think, like, it was, I think it was better than the last one. That, yeah, I agree. It was better than the last one, but also this one and the last one are definitely the bottom two of the franchise for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's never going to be the original. Yeah, or but just, even... I'm just so tired of like, oh, here's a new entry, and oh, here's a new dinosaur that's bigger and meaner than the T-Rex, that the T-Rex is going to inevitably show down with at the end. With all the humans standing under their feet, like it's getting very repetitive. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I didn't dislike it at any point. It was a little long. Yeah, two and a half was too much. But um, you know, it's never going to be one, two, or three. And I'm a fan of every single one. 
of the original trilogy. Me too. I mean, they, they go in that order, obviously. I think three is better than two. Lost World gets a lot of hate, and yeah. I I like Lost World. I just don't like the. I mean, there's a lot I don't like about it, but the the really lame Godzilla ending. <laughs> yeah, that was like I think Spielberg was just trying to grasp at something <laughs> to save a movie that he wasn't very proud of or something. But I did like in this new one, you know, when they bring back the OG cast, having all the callbacks and head nods. Yeah. Um, especially, it was funny how Ian Malcolm said, oh, I don't like Lost World. <laughs> Good old Goldblum. Yeah. That's probably the only reason I'd want to see it, is to hear Goldblum's parts. Does he say he must- was a little cheesy, but it was well, fun at the same time. Must go faster. I watched Slaughterhouse for like the third or fourth time. The movie's fun. Not good, but fun. I haven't watched it because of all the animal killings. Yeah, it's just the beginning, though. And it's got like the most terrible music to go along with it. It's like... Like with that specific part? Yeah. Mm. It's like brass band. (laughs) It makes no sense. Um... It's a fun movie. I don't know. It just reminded me though, like that I I have not. I've been slack and I haven't watched any of my like summer horror stuff yet that I like to get into. No blood feast. No burning. No sleepaway camp. Nothing yet. I mean, it's gonna deep. be it's gonna be July third before you know it. I should be. It's almost Jaws season for me. I should be balls deep in some. Uh, Speaking of Jaws, dead. September, Jaws is being re-released in the theaters. Uh, and it's going to be released into IMAX and real 3D. Now, the IMAX part, I don't really see the point. Um, but the real 3D, that could be interesting and fun. I'll check that out. I feel out. the opposite way about that. I mean, just the IMAX, it's cool that it'll be bigger sound, bigger screen, but it wasn't filmed, obviously, to ever be in an IMAX format, so I don't know if it'd be worth it. Or 3D. Well, yeah, but 3D, I don't know, you can convert it. The IMAX thing is just it's just going to be on a larger screen with with I mean maybe they'll be able to improve the sound uh in some kind of IMAX type format, but is AMC going to release it in the big D? I don't know. I no word on that yet. <laughs> but I saw Jurassic World Dominion in the big D and not bad. We did a a Saturday, three o'clock matinee, nine bucks. Too many kids in the theater for my liking. Dude, same. What was with that? Yeah, it's like, dude, especially because like in this movie, it's very heavy on like the dialogue. Yeah, and I know like the, I mean, but like the, I feel like the toy campaign and everything for Jurassic uh, World and Jurassic Park hasn't been that big. But I mean, just I mean, kids are in the dinosaurs, so that's that's fine. But these particular kids, we had a few little chunky kids that kept bumping into our seat behind us. Then there was this kid sitting directly to the left of us that had to go to the bathroom four times in the movie. But all four times had to bring his mom with him. So he had to lift the legs up so he can get by. I'm not a fan. Um, this is the most full theater I've been to since COVID. Yes. Uh, actually, no. Maverick, um, Maverick was packed, too. But it's encouraging to see that there's some full theaters again. And, like, the parking lot's being full again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was like, why is there so many, like, full families going to see Jurassic I was like, why? This isn't a family movie. But Did you go to an afternoon or a night? 
o'clock. Yeah, that might be the problem. So we did three o'clock and. But the but the theater was booming because they got this Buzz Lightyear movie. You got Top Gun. You got this. You still got Captain Marvel out or or whatever his name is. Doctor Strange. It sucks because I mean it was fun. I was able to see Maverick and Jurassic World back to back weeks. Two trips in the movie theater, but now I don't really care about anything the rest of the summer. Like, I'm excited for Black Phone, but I don't need to see that in theaters necessarily. And that's pretty much it for the summer that I that I know of. Well, I'm excited for some Colonial and Mahoning. Well, movies. yeah, that's different. But like, I mean, like the big blockbuster theater experience for the summer is pretty much done already. I thought you were gonna say the Big D. I, I, I want to see this. I want to see this Buzz Lightyear movie. You're gonna see it in theater? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I might go see it with my nieces. No Tim Allen? Huh? No Tim Allen? Well, they're defending that because this is this is the her, this is the real Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based off of. Is what they're saying. Ah, uh, okay. So it's not like it would be weird. So it's not like you're it'd be weird if he had the same voice. It's not like you're watching the toy. You're watching it's. I mean, it's still a cartoon, but yeah. But this is what the toy is based on. All right. Right. So I mean, I'm kind of guessing they're probably going to come out with a Woody movie too. So hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. I haven't heard whether that's happening or not. But Toy, anyway, um, Toy Story Western. I hate that you have to choose your seats. The big you D, you don't have to. I feel like it encourage it somehow encourages people to sit closer together. Whereas, um, because I feel like people don't pay attention whether like they're just like oh I want to sit in that section. Whereas. If you just buy your tickets and you go in and you spot and you like set up your spot, no one's going to come and sit within two seats of you. But someone sat almost right next to me because that's where they reserved their that's where they reserved their tickets because they wanted you know middle seat or center screen. Yeah. Um. I don't like people sitting close to me. Is my point. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But then, like seeing the. Uh debates on people being in the wrong seat and stuff we got we got a dose of that for maverick uh i'm pretty sure the old guy that was in the seat originally was at fault he seemed like he was really drunk and he was by himself to see maverick but this couple like showed up like hey sir like you're in our seats and i couldn't hear he was like down the row i couldn't hear what he said but it turned into like a stalemate and he wasn't getting up and they weren't leaving but like they also weren't debating any longer they were just standing in front of him like waiting him out for like the entire length of the previews and the pre previews. And then eventually he like got up and was cursing and grumbling and went and sat somewhere else. And, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> okay, willing to bet he, I'm willing to bet he didn't pay for his seat. He probably just walked in. He might've, he seemed, he seemed a little inebriated. Yeah. That'll happen. Dude, I feel like at a, at a baseball game, like if you're there at the beginning, you got till, the fourth inning before I'm just taking your seat, depending on where it is. Yeah. And then if you show up, I'll go back. Not a big deal. But it is funny. It's a funny human interaction when somebody's in the wrong seat. Yeah. It's like and it turns into like the, you look at the ground. To yeah. See, to, to make sure number, you know, double check the ticket. You know, the ticket. Like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's mine. It's a uh, A12, right? Yeah. You're asking them. <laughs> they, they're like, no, they just sat here. They don't care. BC, right? I don't know. 
Yeah. It wasn't CD. No, no, BC. Yeah, yeah. And then the the biggest issue I have is the people behind me at a, a sporting event, I guess. Not so much the people next to me. The people behind me, though. It's like if they're ignorant and, like, dropping shit and, like, you go to step down and there's just, like, spilled soda and popcorn and I hate that. I never had that issue. Uh, it's happened, but it's never been too bad. Or if they're just kickers, if they're, like, uh, Kicking the back. Well, yeah, he kickers. That's the worst. I get, I get more of that in the movies. Funny story: Pete almost threw a guy over the balcony of a two hundred level at the lake. I don't know that that's funny, but it's a story. <laughs> he, he, uh, he was a Cowboys. He was a Cowboys fan that was causing a ruckus, and <laughs> security was trying to escort him out. And Pete grabbed him, grabbed him by like. Yeah, you know, the collar was going to toss him over. And security all they said was, sir, you're not helping the situation. <laughs> uh, you're not, but your heart was in the right place. <laughs> I was definitely underage, too, and hammered. Uh, that's funny, man. I ran into these guys from Houston at the bar one night. They are up here um, working on, like, the Limerick power plant. They, uh, I guess, once a year do some sort of big cleanup in the plant. They bring in people from other plants around the country. But uh, they were all from from texas and they hate the cowboys i think the only people in texas that like the cowboys are yeah they're all houston fans and i think the only people in dallas that like the cowboys are people in dallas and it's probably the same as here like you're like you're front runner like i don't know you just liked them because they were good in the 90s Uh, um the uh did you guys see that weatherman burn no uh it's like a weatherman in missouri oh yeah. (laughs) yeah he said he's like uh Today's weather's looking a lot like those uh, the Cowboys peaking in the nineties. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's awesome. Good autumn. I like that. Dude, uh, Jimmy Kimmel does this thing. Um, anytime there's like a, a championship, like whether it's like the World Series, NBA championship, the Super Bowl, um, where he finds people in LA wearing either team's jersey. And he films them like talking about their team and how loyal they are. And he's like, and then they do this thing where they're like, oh, like we need to film the other set side of the thing. So like, would you mind like just putting on the other team's jersey and like saying the same things about that team? And people do it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, there was no amount of money nope. you could pay me nope. to put on a Cowboys jersey nope. and say that shit. Well, it's L.A. Uh, man. They want their fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. I can't think of really anything I would do to do that. Just they, that's what I they, mean, okay, there's a, there's an amount of money, but it's high. Oh well, yeah, any everyone's got it's a price. A, it's, 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 a it's, over, it's a mil, it's a million or more, maybe. All right, well, um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll see what it. Well, if I if I see five hundred grand in front of me, no, but you know what I mean. These people aren't being given anything. Right. Yeah. Well, they're getting far, they're getting in front of a camera. That's all they care about. Yeah. Free. And a, bu- a lot of times, a lot okay, of times they're like, no. A lot of times they're like, no fucking way. And then, they, and then they end up doing it. Yeah, like you're certain. I, I'm not gonna say no. Then you're gonna talk me into it. If anything, I would like, be like, oh right, yeah, I'm on board. Then grab the jersey and throw it in the ground and stomp on it and walk away. <laughs> the old elbow drop. Anyways, all right. Well, let's dive into some war games. So. This week on War Games, in honor of summer being upon us, we are going to do the top 13 road trip movies. So, you you know, road trip, you got your 
your summer trips to uh, for vacation and whatnot and cross-country trips. So we are doing road trips. Now there's been, if you listen to the last episode, we already had uh, a little bit of debate going on about the parameters and what qualifies. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I mean, there's certainly very cut and dry road trip movies, but there's some others that might have some gray area and where we might need our producer uh, to cast judgment and hear some arguments. We'll see how it goes. Pete, Pete thinks like it's, it's very black and white. Um, I had some definite gray area ones that I cut out just to avoid too much debate, but I still have a few that might, might raise some eyebrows. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But top 13, uh, we are doing our normal uh, order of picking and benefits. We do have the quantity over quality coming in as the C drafter. And if you do quantity over quality, you get picks 13, 12, 9, 6, and 3. If you win trivia and you choose to be the money in the bank, uh, participant and get that money in the bank where you can just rob someone's pick no questions asked you just completely take it over uh, you do get less picks but you are getting picks 11 8 5 and 2 and then if you want the number one overall pick you, what's that zone is chiming am I hearing things <laughs> If you want the number one overall, you're getting 10, 7, 4, and 1. And Sean has trivia for us to figure out who's doing what. Yeah, I had a hard time putting together some trivia. It might have been my headphones that made a noise when I just a minute ago. Uh, I tried to stick with the road trip theme, so I got a couple of questions for you guys. Mm, I'm going to start here. This one I know you guys will get. In the 1980s Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers film, what did Elwood and Jake call the nun at the orphanage? The Penguin. Damn. That's it. That's it. All right, Pete, will, what are you grabbing? I will take the money in the bank. Bastard. That's all I wanted, but not for this episode. You were to hold on to it? Uh, that's, all, that's also why I'm taking it. Yeah, I know. Number two? Yeah. Number two. Let's see. I'll try to give you something a little tougher. Breckin Meyer and Amy Smart starred together in 2000's Road Trip, and they also starred together in another pseudo road trip film a couple of years later. Do you know what it was? Bridesmaids? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Breckin Meyer and Amy Smart. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah, no clue. Is it the one with Rat Race? Uh, um, I would have never even thought Rat of that. Race? Yeah. Hmm? With Mr. Bean? <laughs> Isn't he with in that Ro- Rowan Atkins thing? Or... No, i never seen it, though. I definitely saw it when it came out, but it's been years. All right. I got another one for you. The original ending to... 1983's National Lampoon's Vacation was poorly received with testers. So this actor was brought in in a John uh, cameo role. Yeah. Nice. I might have stepped on the Alex Trebek rules, but we never 
Yeah. So we were doing that. So that wasn't established. You're good. Um. Hmm. Jeff, do you have some dark horses? I got what I got. I'm not gonna help you decide where you want to pick. I don't think that. Um. I was trying to be generous, um, my dude. I want I the money Vincent in the bank. Pr- I don't think. I don't think Vincent Price had any um, road trip movies. So. Oh, it's what you think. <laughs> um, um, I'll go quantity here. I'll go quantity here. Oh, well, delay. A little, little, little feedback. Oh, it was me. I think it's me yeah. having a headphone thing. I better cut it out. All right, so you're going what? I'll go quantity over quality. All right, so Take I got the, the number one. Jeez. I mean, you might. I, I would think just based on. I would think we would have the same top four or loosely. You might get pigeonholed into something. Any of my top five could be a number one. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely top four or probably top five. All right. I mean, you don't got to fill out the card. You got to text Sean. No, I'm writing myself so I know when I'm picking. Ah, okay. Because I am drowsy. I'm also a little loopy. Not loopy, just tired. Muscle relaxer. Feels nice. I could probably just sleep right on the board. Can I try to take advantage of you? No. All right, so let's get this list on the road, if you will. All right, Sean, we got the first pick in. Yeah, I got the text from Vinny. The number 13 pick is 2003, Dead End. I'm not familiar with this Dead one. End. So, Pete, have you seen this one? Uh, I don't think so. It's, um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I think it's, it's, it, Pretty indie, if not very indie. Uh, Sean, have you seen it? No. It's a supernatural story. This one, um, I wanted to throw into the bottom of the list because I really liked this in my youth. Uh, it came out in 2003, and it was one of the first, like, outside-of-the-norm indie horror movies that I discovered just per- perusing the video store. And I liked the cover. The, the, the poster is a, a hearse that has a sign hanging in the back of it saying dead end. Um, it is a supernatural horror movie. The story is a family is going to visit, um, the grandmother or going to a family party on Christmas Eve. And the father decides to take a shortcut down a side side road off the highway for the first time ever. And it ends up being like a haunted, Highway and shenanigans, horror ensues. It's uh, it definitely creeped the hell out of me when I was a youngster. Um, the family members start to get picked off one by one um, as they're traveling down this road, and it's kind of like the the supernatural forces are like picking them off based off like their their age and their interests in a way, like. The one standout was the the tween son who was like 12 or 13. Uh, they stopped the car because they're trying to figure out what's going on and um, they can't get off the road because it's one of those things like the road never ends. They go backwards, they go forwards, and they can't get off this road and back on track. Uh, so they pull over at one point. They're trying to figure things out. He goes in the, the woods to uh, jerk it and gets killed out there. Self-control, people. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty silly movie. Uh, I actually forgot that it was a holiday horror movie as well, but it's a definitive road trip. They are traveling across state lines, long drive for the family Christmas Eve gathering, and they get stuck on this haunted road and can't get out of it. And, I mean, there was, a, there was definitely a lot of creepy stuff. And um, I also remember the mom being a standout, uh, being... Uh, the famous Lynn Shay, she always does a great job oh, in horror movies. Yeah, she was awesome in it. Um, yeah, so I figured I would sneak this in as my dark horse. There's not much. Uh, I mean, we'll see as we go along here. There's, as far as like straight up horror, there's not much in road trip movies that I can Mm-mm. think of. There's plenty of thrillers, a lot of comedy, and we'll see how the rest goes. But that's the number. Uh, 13 that I was going to go with. Oh, and then you get number 12 as well? Yeah. Alright, All right, number 12. I am excited about. Well, I'm just, just glad uh, we had the conversation about what makes a road trip movie because Texas Chainsaw and Road road Trap, a tourist trap, would have been real up there. Well, yeah, so we didn't have the conversation. We had it last episode. Yeah, yeah. So... I was kind of thinking if the movie starts with or involves a road trip, it would qualify. Yeah, but then we'll, we decided. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I just, I understood what he was saying about like tourist trap. Like, all right, well, they're there. Texas Chainsaw, like, they're there. They were on a road trip. Now they're where they are. Yeah. So, like, the majority of it doesn't really involve a road trip. Yeah. Um, there should be more than one stop. Yeah. There you go. Good call. Good yeah. Good yeah. That, that's a good way to to cross things off actually yeah, i think your first pick was right on the money just reading the synopsis it yeah, centers around I, I looked, driving in the car to and from i looked it up and i wasn't going to argue a movie i haven't seen yeah i mean it, it's a um i don't want to say it's like a great movie but it's definitely fun and uh might be worth a watch especially when we get close to the uh holidays being that they're traveling i mean like, it's it's not it's definitely not a Christmas movie. If you're doing a Christmas draft, I wouldn't say there's anything Christmas about it other than they're going to Christmas Eve party and it's winter, but... Alright. Hit me with it. This one I'm stoked about. I would actually put it higher, but I don't want to get any grief. Oh, the grief. Alright. It is recorded here. Alright. Vinny's 12 is in. 1997 breakdown hmm hmm Kurt Russell is a Kurt Russell yeah no no Kurt never Douglas. heard of it no Kurt Russell no, I'm thinking of falling down um, yeah, I never this heard one of, I never is, heard of this this is oh it's a I don't know why it doesn't get more talked about because it is it is a very thrilling edge of your seat movie it is uh Kurt Russell I mean I don't want to say it as finest, but like doing a hell of a job. And it's like the white collar, uh, never gotten in a fight, Kurt Russell, but then gets his back pushed against the wall and has to defend his wife and save the day kind of thing. Um, story goes, it's definitely a road trip. They are traveling from Boston to San Diego. Uh, they both got new uh, careers and jobs, so they have to leave the East Coast, go to the West Coast. They're driving there. They're going through uh, the Southwest, 
definitely like a desert landscape, very rural, and the car breaks down. His wife, uh, so a, a truck pretty much immediately pulls over to help him out because the hood's up and whatever, smoking out of the engine. Truck pulls over to help. Uh, he offers to give her a ride to a local diner to call a tow truck, and Kurt Russell will follow, and she pretty much immediately disappears. And there's a lot of, especially in the beginning, they do a good job with a lot of like the head fuckery. Like, so the trucker picks her up, takes her to the diner, and then Kurt Russell is trying to play around with the car under the hood, goes under uh, the bumper, sees that there's some electrical connection that's disconnected, reconnects it, car starts up. So he's only like a half hour behind her. Gets to the diner. No one has any idea in the diner what he's talking about with a trucker coming and bringing her there. Um, he eventually tracks down the trucker himself, sees the, the big rig going by. The driver of the big rig um, is a pretty pretty uh, common character actor at a had the IMDb or his name offhand, but he was a knee bomb in the negotiator, if that helps anybody. And he acts like he's never seen Kurt Russell before, has no idea what he's talking about with the wife. And it turns into like a whole cat and mouse sort of mystery with Kurt Russell figuring out where his wife went. And then, but like, it, I mean, it becomes a very gripping thriller. There's some super awesome practical effect, like car chase scenes. Um, with Kurt Russell doing some of his own stunts, uh, really good on the road chase stunts going on. Uh, the ending's wild. It turns into like it's. Um, it, it becomes kind of obvious as it goes along. It's like a small town conspiracy, but I mean it is it is a very thrilling ride, and also definitively a road trip movie with them traveling coast to coast. And getting into all these shenanigans in this small southwest town. Highly, highly recommend, even after doing this list, and especially for the listeners, give this a watch. It is on HBO Max. Really fun stuff. The ending is just wild. Like, when they're taking care of the bad guys, they take care of it. Fair enough. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Sean a real uh, road trip movie. One that somebody maybe <laughs> heard of. <laughs> no, I'm, that one sounds like a road trip movie to me, and I love anything Kurt Russell. So. Dude, watch it! I'm telling you, you will not be be disappointed. I wish Big Trouble in Little China was a road trip movie. <laughs> All right, Pete's number eleven is in, and he is gonna go with classic film. Beavis and Butthead to America. Very nice. Ah, well done. That would have been my number 10 had we made it. Uh, so, we're, yeah, we're close on that one. I, this was this would have been my bottom pick. It was my bottom pick because um, I have, obviously, um, a quality list for my whole list, unlike um, what Vinny had for those first two picks. But, um, Very quality. <laughs> Um. Uh. So, I mean, this is this this goes back to I having to watch this when I wasn't supposed to, kind of thing. My brother rented it, I guess, from Blockbuster. But um, I, I'm pretty sure it starts with their their TV getting stolen and them having to 
yeah, make that's, their way. That's the plot. Them trying to find to, their to, to and they end up on like a bus of senior citizens, and they end up in all these different situations, ending up eventually in D.C., caught up in some FBI stuff, and um, it's it's just great. Um, stupid as stupid gets. Uh, you know, cartoon comedy movie. Um, one of the first um, to cross that realm, you know, like before, I think, because this came out, I think, before uh, the South Park movie. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Probably, probably just, probably just before, but for, for like an adult um, or, uh, you know, older adolescent aimed comedy, uh, cartoon comedy to, cross over for, uh, onto the big screen uh you know just this is just a just so classic yeah plus great voice cast uh yes bruce willis to me moore robert stack uh um uh, cloris leachman uh, there's probably more than i'm forgetting oh david letterman <laughs> There's a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah he, is he? Is he? In, he's in it as himself, right? Well, no, he's a uh, butthead's dad. Oh, he's like in that when they meet him in the desert. That's got it. Him. Yeah, I, I should have rewatched this. I just knew that it was gonna be on my list. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Yeah, so. no, that's funny as all hell. Uh, it still stands up. Yeah, they, they came. They tried to come back and and didn't really work, right? Well, they're doing right. another movie. I know that. They're oh, they're doing, doing another movie? Yeah, for Paramount Plus. It's called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Oh, cool. Coming yeah. out next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Coming out next week. There you it's go. As if I as if I knew. Yeah, almost as if. Is this on to Jeff? On to Jeff. Is on 10. to Jeff. I sent it. With the number 10 pick. Jeff is going to go with Paul, 2011. Paul. Oh, I never saw this. Oh, it's so fun. I, but I love uh, that group. That that whatever. What's their what's their group called? Do they have a name? I don't think they have a name. It's just Nick Frost, uh, Simon and Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah, I love those. And then guys. usually they collaborate with Edgar Wright, the director. Um, but Paul is about those two guys. They're British. They're British comic book nerds. They come to the U.S. to road trip. They're going to go to Comic-Con, and they're going to see all the sights along the way. And along the way, they pick up a hitchhiker who is an alien, voiced by Seth Rogen. Um, and then it's them trying to get away from the feds and, and the Area 51 people. It's like uh, Bill Hader, Jason Bateman, Joe LaTruglia. Uh, good cast, super funny movie. Um, definitely just like... That road, uh, a big part of it's in their like RV driving to wherever, so you get a lot of that. Uh, I want to call it road trip humor, but it, it, it's kind of like a uh, a standard in the movies, you know, pal- palling around, goofing off, uh, causing trouble on the road. It's fun. I mean, it's, oh, Sigourney Weaver's in it. It's one of those, Ooh. yeah, it's one of those movies like it's not changing the world. But it's oh. it's very fun. The great cast of characters, a lot of just funny funny jokes and bits in it. Kristen Wiig's in it. She kills it in this movie. Um, it's just super fun. It's a great road trip movie. Yeah, I've always meant 
I've always meant to check it out. I just never uh, got around to it. Yeah, like, it was one of the movies I probably never even would have watched if it didn't happen to just pop on, like, HBO one day. And I yeah. was just like, yeah, I forgot about this movie and watched it and then became one of those movies, like, when it was on, I was like, yeah, I gotta watch Paul again. Well, as a, as, you know, I feel like we're all on this, the same uh, plane of opinion, but I really love the the way that the trajectory of Simon Pegg's career has gone because as a guy who started out doing like indie comedies like Shaun of the Dead, uh-huh. amazing movie that we all love, and then and then going on to do like Hot Fuzz and uh-huh. um, and the, all those movies to then be part of the uh, the Star Trek. Star Trek universe, but also the Mission Impossible movies, mm. and he's in the boys. Star Wars on, too. Star, yeah, I was gonna say Star Wars too. He's the voice of somebody, right? Um, yeah, I forget who he plays. But he, well, he, he says in the boys. He's the dad of the. He's the dad of Dennis Quaid's son. Okay, when when the boys it's, comic first came out, there's a character that looks exactly like him. It's and that's it's based on him, like the the look. Uh, is it the, is it the dad of the main character? I don't I don't know who he is. I never read the comics. I just I was just talking about it today. I remember when the comic came out because um, it was part of the Marvel Max line at first, uh, and I was into the Punisher. But the the cover has like the whole group of guys on it, and he was on there. Cool. Um, but yeah, and he and I think he's just you know he's just one of those guys that was like us, you know, that then got to make stuff and. Yeah. Um, even his like kind of movies that he did on his own that were uh, there's one that's on Netflix where it's um anyway it's a romantic comedy we don't need to get into it but yeah. it's it's really funny it's like a really it's a comedy with romance it's not like corny but right on. anyway so yeah I mean yeah check it out I mean, uh, give it a watch solid pick where those that? That ten right. Yep. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I, I've got Vinny's ticket number nine. Swell. Let's see and what it is. Vinny selected Joyride from 2001. Ah, see, I would have put that higher on the list. Or lower? Higher. 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 <laughs> higher. This is Candy Cane, right? Candy Cane. Yeah, candy Cane. <laughs> candy Cane out there. This is the movie I always confuse for wrong turn. <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh, we always say it. I'm like, oh, it's yeah, so much. It's so different. I know. Cannibal family, crazy trucker. Look, driving titles. That's this movie. Um, I haven't revisited in a long time. I kind of half revisited today. Um, before Jeff got here, we watched a little bit while he was here. Uh, I mean, you have, you have uh, Steve Zahn and Paul Walker, very young, uh, early on in their career. Uh, and they are, in fact, on a road trip. They are going from where the hell do they start? I think on the, the east Salt coast. Lake City. Yeah. Well, they're they're. I know they're going to Boulder, and it's a long drive. They're going to Boulder across the desert uh, to pick up um, uh, Paul Walker's love interest. And along the way, um, Steve Zahn in, in simple, uh, typical Steve Zahn fashion, he's he's like the goofy. Uh, and this one is kind of weird. He's goofy, but also like a tough guy, which doesn't necessarily work, but still has the... He's a loose cannon. He's a, yeah, a loose cannon that works. Um, anyway, along the way, they stop at a truck stop and throw a CB radio uh, 
into their car and start messing with truckers, one of which being uh, call sign Rusty Nail. And they mess with them, which is pretty hilarious to see today with Paul Walker pretending to be a girl on a CB radio doing a female's voice, which is pretty laughable now. And they kind of like lure him into this hotel with um, some sexuality. And obviously it's all a hoax. And Rusty Nail played, uh, you don't see on screen that much really at all, even at the, at the big reveal, just voice acting, Ted Levine. Famous um, from Silence of the Lambs is Rusty Nail, and he doesn't take too kindly to being screwed with on the CB radio. And it turns into a whole cat and mouse chase movie down highways, through various motels. Uh, this one, very, very 2001. Doesn't hold up too well today, but I still thought pretty fun. And I love Ted Levine doing that voice. I mean, there's no other voice I can think of that'd be more fitting for a crazy trucker on a CB radio screwing with Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Yeah. Uh, the whole candy cane thing. Candy cane out there. Yeah, I, I got to disagree with you. I think for 2001, this holds up really good. The, uh, I mean, horror, 2001 horror is lost. I mean, there is. where it's at. But there I is mean, some goofiness. But I mean, the thrill, the thriller, the, there, the yeah. thriller aspect of it. And, and you, um, um, I just threw it back on when we came inside and it was that, uh, it, it was kind of like the big reveal scene where they're messing around the radio and they're trying to explain to Rusty Nail there's only a joke and he's like, oh yeah, well tell me, why is your tail light out? Yeah. He's like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah. He's right behind him. Yeah. I like, I mean, I, I didn't see it, it, it till it's, late. It's a, it's a good cat and mouse. I probably sure. didn't even see it till like, oh, Nine, two thousand ten, and I, I liked it a lot. Um, I saw this one. This was part love, another one part of my youth. Love me some Steve's on, but it's it's such a small cast too. It's, it's that those three people, the whole movie, you're following, and, and they just keep the thrills up. It's good, I like that. Yeah, I, think I feel one. like I feel like Ted Levine has kind of fallen off a little bit, but he's like one of the great character actors of our of all time. He's got an amazing voice, like so unique. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Ted Levine role? I mean, uh, well, Buffalo Bill. I mean, not Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. It's but... Buffalo Bob. What? He in, plays Buffalo in, Bob and Joe Dirt. Ah, Joe Dirt. <laughs> that, that's my. I don't know Joe Dirt well, but that's not actually him. I thought it was. I I may be no. having a Berenstein Bears thing going on here. Nah, it's somebody else. A little Mandela. He, effect. He's done a lot of cop roles, but. That voice and that whole Buffalo Bill, like he's got a great way, like that they make his voice kind of tremble a little bit. That, yeah, like is very unique. Um, very unique voice. He was he was in Monk, the show Monk. Yeah, yep. Um, that was kind of his one of his more mainstream roles. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, um, um I was going to uh, I wouldn't have had time. For this episode, not that they would have made the list anyway, but the the two the two sequels, Joyride two and three, I would have been interested in, in checking out because the story continues with uh, Rusty Nail being the villain, but Ted Levine doesn't do the voice, so I'm kind of out. Joyride two is like a bunch of teens are traveling on a road trip, and 
break down, get stuck in the desert, and Rusty Nails screwing with them. The third one sounds bonkers, and like it could have been fun, especially with if it was Ted Levine. But uh, there's a uh, a bunch of street racers. I think they're I think it's described in IMDb as like rowdy, rough street racers racers traveling across the desert to some big street racing event, and Rusty Nails screws with them. But with two random jabrones playing Rusty Nail, I'm not I'm not so in anymore. Um, sorry, I'm I'm behind. Okay. But Ted Levine had a busy 2001. Yeah, so he's in so, Evolution. I like that movie a lot. He was in Evolution, The Fast and the Furious, Joyride, and Ali. I forgot he was in Ali. I forgot he was in Fast and the Furious. Well, back-to-back movies That's with a- Paul Walker. That's weird. They must have got along or something. You either bring oh. Paul Walker or I'm out. Candy cane. Sling blade? Paul Walker, you know, he died on a road trip. That's <laughs> terrible. Jesus. PK Tech is in. Where are we at? And eight? he's... Yeah, you want Pete's pick? What do you got? Number eight, 2006, Fanboys. Another one I've never seen. Yeah, I haven't seen this one either. I had a I feeling like this, this was, was going to happen. I feel like this is a list of every... Of, we're all making picks that other people haven't seen. I highly recommend this movie. I've always wanted to see it. I love the idea. It's got a, ter- <laughs> it's got a terrific cast of an original idea kind of put in an original idea put into a kind of a generic plot point but but done like it had this like out of nowhere come like big actors like that were not as big as they are now in 2006 that were kind of like just getting big um like seth rogan seth rogan plays three different roles in this movie Hmm. um like different that are supposed to be different people but all hilarious um, and he's not even remotely the main he's not even a main none of those three roles are a main character so the premise of this movie is that you have and it's and it's um it's got the one guy who was the drum who's the drummer in um Detroit Rock City who kind of plays like the same kind of role like timid try like you know like his dad is overbearing and all this stuff where in Detroit Rock City it was the mom um but then you have like the over the over the top guy who's playing like almost like a Jack Black role, but it's not Jack Black. He's like the long haired Hessian like um, of the group. But their their whole the whole thing is that it, this takes place pre Phantom of the Menace, Phantom Menace, Star Wars Episode One, and one of the friends of the of the main group is diagnosed with terminal cancer, and so the whole point is that they're driving cross country to Skywalker Ranch to try and steal a copy of episode one so that he can see it before he dies and um, they end up stopping in Vegas that they run into Trekkies and there's this whole like Star Wars versus Trekkie thing 
um, which I don't really think is a thing in real life anymore. It may have been at some point, but it's hilarious in this movie. And um, uh, Captain Kirk even um, plays a small role in the movie. Um, and uh, just just good fun. Kristen uh, Bell, a young Kristen Bell before she kind of hit it big with Frozen and all that stuff probably fresh off of Veronica Mars um, which is a great series if nobody's ever watched it hit it big with um, Frozen yeah oh she hit it big before that with Forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah I was uh, saying Forgetting Sarah Marshall but Frozen is Frozen I think was her biggest break like where she really cashed in don't you think well yeah yeah as far as no but she was definitely well very known yeah yeah. yeah but but not in 2006 2006 it was like Veronica Mars and she was probably this was probably like just before she started filming Forgetting Sarah Marshall maybe because um, I don't think I remember seeing I never saw Veronica Mars until later in my life her TV show so the first thing I ever saw her in as far as I can remember was Forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah that's the first thing I saw her in um, and I saw this after I saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall so yeah, I don't know how um, I missed this one. I gotta, I gotta and put she, this on the she's list. She's in this as kind of like a punk goth nerd, black hair. You know, she's always blonde, but she's got black hair in this. So, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, this is a really fun, good, you know, uh, not slapstick, but, you know, good good comedy. Well, It's well written, and, all, and out of nowhere at the end, like they run into the security guards at Skywalker Ranch, and it's like all these, it's like Will Forte and like all these like big actors that just weren't necessarily as big then as they are now. So it's just kind of funny to see that. Um, I dig it. And I mean, I throw this into Star Wars canon as far as I'm concerned. It's like anybody, if you like Star Wars, definitely needs to see this movie. Yeah, I'm with Is it. it streaming anywhere? Do you know? Yes. Uh, Freebie, I think I watched it on. You just okay. gotta watch commercials, but it's unedited. Yeah, I'll definitely give that a watch. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm actually surprised I haven't seen this movie. It yeah. really fell under the radar, and I don't know why. Mm, I've known about it since it came out. I've just never seen it. It's one of those. Yeah, I mean, I knew about it when it came. Yeah, yeah I, I just <laughs> for some reason it escaped me, and I forgot about it. And but this is why I like doing these lists. We discover stuff from each other. Hopefully, the audience is discovering stuff and. Adding to their watch list. It's all good stuff. Alright, who does that leave? Jeffy at number uh, number seven. seven? Jeffy. Did you just drop a Jeffy? You nervous? No. Why are you picking your nose? You got a typo? You got a typo on that text, Jeff? No. Why? What did I put? Oh, yeah, it's a typo. <laughs> <laughs> Big dong. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks across With, America. Uh, you, you, you meant to meant to type that into your search bar. <laughs> yeah, this is why your Instagram algorithms all fucked up, man. <laughs> why? Well, I, I can't spell. <laughs> so Jeff's number seven pick is ninety picks from dusk till dawn. I wasn't sure if this would classify or huh. not. I feel I like didn't... it does. I didn't even think of this one. I mean, the whole middle of the movie is a road trip, right? Like the escape yeah. and the ride to to Mexico. Um, 
the sorry, I just got a text message. I was looking at my phone. Um, the whole just uncomfortableness on that road trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely feel like at any moment Tarantino's character is going to just crack and do something completely batshit crazy and it's like he's, he basically is almost there until he gets knocked out by uh, his brother um, but the movie itself I mean it's just like badasses all over the place from top to bottom uh, the gecko brothers escape from prison they're not well they escape from prison and then rob a was it a liquor store, a convenience store? I don't even remember. Either way, yeah, they're, they're on the run from the police. And you get to the craziest bar on earth, the Titty Twister down in, I guess it's Tijuana. I don't even know where it's supposed to be. I can't remember. Um, my brain Tijuana. Is, is it Tijuana? Probably. Yeah. Another one in the desert. So far, a lot of these take place in the desert. Yeah, it does seem like the road trip movies have a knack for being in the desert. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I mean, obviously the whole thing's not on the road there's there's a portion uh a significant portion in the titty twister but definitely makes sense as yeah, a I road think trip to me okay you know not a uh voluntary road trip but it's a road trip nonetheless well, hard Pete, do you have any gripes I it centers. yeah i'm not really feeling like arguing so <laughs> i mean it's a good movie oh damn it i should have changed my whole list then i thought you were gonna come in not well We'll see. <laughs> I think this counts enough. There's at least a half hour of driving. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's good. The Titty Twister stuff's amazing. I love it. All that. right, well, that gives me free reign for number six to be House of Wax. Mm. What? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this movie a lot. I mean, this is a fun one. But House of Wax? No, I'm talking about your movie. I'm not going to put Hassle Wax in here. I mean, I would have put Hassle Wax at like 13, but... I wish you could have saw, like, the other characters' journeys to the titty twister. Like, I want to... Like, what's the... Yeah, what brought them there? Yeah, like, what's the... That'd be a fun, like, uh, you know, TV series. Just the the different characters coming and going. They did. Didn't, Didn't they make a TV series out of this? Yeah, for a little bit. And they also made, like, but five was, sequels. Was it centered around that? I didn't see any Oh, sequels. I have no clue, yeah. Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Something else. That woman. Um, I forget. Other than acting, obviously, was Tarantino just, like, the producer? Or it wasn't his screenplay or anything, was it? It's uh, Rodriguez. Or... Yeah, Rodriguez all the way. Tarantino just acts in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure he. Yeah, I'm sure he wrote he something. Produced, yeah, yeah, he probably produced something too. All right, I dig that. All right, does that bring it? To I was me? looking. The, yeah, Vinny, Vinny, you're up. All right. Uh, the guy who wrote the screenplay for Fanboys, uh, Ernest Klein, wrote a couple books. They were also like super reference heavy for Star Wars and. You know, pop culture in the 80s and Ready Player One. Yeah, it's a very, like, nostalgic kind of movie. I'll tell you what, iPhone autocorrect is not liking this selection. 
Yeah, Jeff almost took from dust till dongs. Till dongs. Dust dust to dongs. It's a (laughs) Skin of Max movie that I really enjoyed. (laughs) All right, fix it. Vinny's yep, Vinny's number six pick is here. California, nineteen ninety three. With a K. With a K. I, I was wondering if this would make it on your list. I mean, I think it has to. It, yeah, it fell. It, it fell right in it line. It, it falls right at my number six, which is nice. It is a road trip. Yes. Um, this is a really great early Brad Pitt performance. A really great Juliette Lewis performance. I'm not even sure if Juliette Lewis is even performing. It might have been when she was actually going off the deep end and going crazy. But either way, she performs crazy well. Um, If you haven't seen this one, uh, like we said, 1993 release. A journalist duo go on a tour of um, serial killer murder sites with two companions, unaware that one of them is a serial killer himself. So they're traveling around. Uh, you have what the hell's his name? Um, Jesus Christ! Uh, David Buscemi as the uh, Buscemi as the uh, journalist. Dukovny. Dukovny. <laughs> what did I say? Buscemi. Dushevny. Dushevny. Call him douche. Douche. What? How do you say it? Dukovny. Dukovny. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Uh, he is the journalist, uh, famous from X Files. And he's traveling around with Brad Pitt and his crazy girlfriend, and they this slowly starts to deteriorate. Where you're seeing that Brad Pitt is a very loose cannon and psycho serial killer himself, with his girlfriend Juliette Lewis being like a weird companion um, along for the ride. It's it's like a Deterioration. Who who plays um, his girlfriend in this? Does anyone know? No, I've never seen it. Oh, I've heard of it? it. No, I've heard of it. Never seen it. Pete, Sean, do you remember? I also have not seen this, but I'm looking at IMDb, and I'm going to guess it's Michelle Forbes. Your name. Was this, there was there both couples I can't remember but like it, it's like a deterioration of both couples relationship that you're seeing during this road trip as they're both like slipping into madness with one trying to get the story one starting to show their true colors of being psycho serial killers and it's a whole psychological drama mess going on during this road trip and then it culminates into like a big showdown of Brad Pitt just losing his mind that's like the real big um, payoff is seeing Brad Pitt to get to be a full-blown loose cannon psycho at the end. Uh, at one point, he just yells Skinnered for no reason, which is a joy. And it's good stuff. Good stuff all around. Like Leonard Skinnered? Yeah. Nice. There was... I, um, you don't need a reason to yell that. You can just yell. He said something to him, but like... Really, for no reason, Rapid just yelled, Skinnered! <laughs> and it's, it's great. Because he's going full-blown meltdown. Pete, you've seen this, right? Yeah, I think I think we saw this for the first time together. I remember bu- I bought this 
at um, Newberry. College yeah, I, I think this. Providence. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think this might have been a uh, Ohio Avenue first time watch for me. Uh. So yeah, I I, that, I may not have seen it since then. I know I haven't seen it in a long time. But um, it hits all the. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't have put it this high, but whatever. It's a pick, and it fits the category. So. <laughs> I mean, I mainly put it this high for the uh, the parts in the beginning before they start to uh, go at each other and they're fighting and realizing how crazy Brad Pitt is, like traveling. The the purpose of a road trip to check out murder sites. For a journalistic yeah, purpose. Aren't they following? Aren't they like specifically following? Um, what's that guy's name? Um, that author's book. Aren't they? Yes. Um, uh, I forget. Uh, they are following a book. In cold blood. By yes. Yeah. Shit. What's the hell's his name? Um, it's gonna bother me. Truman Capote. Yeah. Uh, so but the Brad Pitt following the book. the purpose of the road trip was something different than we've seen, and then just really just Brad Pitt's performance and Juliette Lewis. Like, I don't know if this was during her her time when she went, you know, a little off off the handle, but it seemed like she didn't have to act that much for how crazy she was being, and I think this does fall on the line. For the time that she went off uh, a little crazy. Remind me of the circumstances of them picking them up. Uh, I think they just meet them at a at one of the sites or like a shop. It was like a shop for one of the murders, like for, you know, for goofy souvenirs and, and stuff right. like that. And they just like start up conversation. And then uh, Brad Pitt is like super assertive and wild in this and I think he just like says to them like oh let's, let's do, go on this trip together Yeah. so it's like starts out uncomfortable but then they start to like bond and then as soon as they're starting to bond that's when they realize something's a little bit off and it really starts going downhill good stuff though alright who does that leave it's next Pita. for me all right i'm gonna put a movie here i think this if it's on your list i think it's in line with where i'm putting it we're in top five now stuff starting to fall off the list that might be regrettable all right pete with the number five pick has 2009 Zombieland. I debated it. I debated it, and I, just I would have had do it. it. I would have had it much lower. This is knocking really? some. This is knocking some, some good stuff off. And good stuff. Yeah, in the top five, especially with all I the mean, all the comedies you were talking about. When you when you yeah, first mentioned I mean, that, I was like, ah, I don't know about comedies, but there is a shit ton of good comedies. That fall on this list. And there's also sneak peek at 
my last pick coming up, a far better Woody Harrelson road trip movie. No, stop it. <laughs> I had to cut the bucket list off, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. It is a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. Pulls at the um, heartstrings too much, though. I can't believe... I mean, uh, as far as horror... This is the best horror road trip movie on this list so far. And mm. you've named five. Well, Jeepers Creepers didn't make it. Jeepers Creepers. Terrible. <laughs> zombie... I don't know. Something about Zombieland, it's like... I like it, but I felt like I never need to see it again. Yeah, I kind of agree. Not that it doesn't deserve to be on the list for that. That's how I, my personal feeling, like why I couldn't put it on my list. I was like, I was kind of mad with it. The only thing that I, I have rewatched this movie, and I and I wish that the sequel didn't exist. But that's what I was going to bring up next. And it's like it's never good when a sequel comes out, and it was just utterly forgettable. The, the only thing that gets me is I hate Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> that too, as an as an yeah. actor and a, and a person. Um, but we also he, like think he's, think we're he's kind of all in the mindset in of movie. zombies being a little oversaturated at this point. What, what year was this? Two thousand eight. Yeah, but when it came out, I thought it was like a great. It was it was really good when it came out. Yeah. I like the rules. The intro is like major points with for whom the bell tolls. Yes, definitely agree with that. Um. It's like per- it's like the perfect song, the perfect intro. Um, I liked the the comedic the comedic approach that was very dry. I enjoyed with um, how the how it all started. How this he's on a date with this girl that just or not even a date. He's just helping this girl out, and then you know shit goes bonkers, and he has to kill her with the top of the toilet, <laughs> which um, always the best weapon to go to if you're stuck in a bathroom. Um, what about scissors? You have scissors in your bathroom? Yeah, you don't. I have many scissors. Well, yeah, they're they're like trimming scissors. They're not like shears I or. I wouldn't anything. say they're a better weapon than the top of the toilet. Oh, my top of the to- my toilet is like the shittiest piece of plastic in the world. Uh, you must have a nice like ceramic one. It's really plastic. Um. Woody Harrelson carries the movie, um, as along with um, Abigail Breslin, who I think is great—a great, a great uh, young actress in this. Uh, it's not necessarily the best movie for Emma Stone. Um, like I, I feel like a, a, if this movie had been a road trip with like Abigail Breslin and Woody Harrelson trying to find like their people, it would have been a little bit better, but. It's still good. The whole thing with the Twinkies, funny. Yeah, the Twinkie um, stuff's funny. More Bill Murray would have been appreciated. No, more Bill Murray would have been funny. Bill Murray dying was like oh, oh, such a heartbreaker here. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, all in all, I, I I enjoyed it, and I think it's a I think it's a pretty decent road trip movie. Yeah, I mean, it's got a nice. I mean, so, if the world was apocalyptic, wouldn't, like, life just be a road trip at that point? Yeah, that's true. Like, you can't stay in one place, that's for sure, and you gotta 
scrounge for food and all that stuff. I don't know. I love the scene. I love the scene where they destroy the, the gift store. Yeah. Because <laughs> like that's I mean, the move for that's, survival. That's all I would do is just like fuck shit up. Well, I don't know if I'd do that. Burn things. There's nothing else to do. I mean, how else are you gonna entertain yourself? Anyway, I think Jeff's up next, right? Putting that pick in. Sorry, uh-huh. in boys. Jeff's got his number four pick in, and Jeff goes with 1995's Tommy Boy. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Right. This is a road trip movie. We're in, we're into my top five, so we're good. All right. Um. Uh, sorry, messing with <laughs> my phone again, like an idiot. Um. Yeah, like uh, Chris Farley, hilarious. David Spade's the perfect foil for him. The perfect like straight man to to Farley is just. Wild, yes, wild goofball self. Um, and, you know, driving across country, trying to sell brake pads <laughs> to auto manufacturers and parts of dealers. And David Spade, like, mentoring and teaching yeah. Farley is just great. And then just the, the, I mean, it starts with David Spade's, like, prized car that by the end of the movie is just a complete shitbox. <laughs> it's torn apart. It's destroyed by every imaginable thing. You get the um. Well, who is what's the song they're singing? Is it the Carpenters? Is it Endless Love? I forget when they're yeah the, the, the radio yeah. thing where it's like, well, <laughs> you can turn this off. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has like I said, there's a the road trip tropes, right? And it just it checks off every box, you know, the messing with the the townies and the local restaurant and Tommy uh, want wings. <laughs> You know the hotel stop. Don't don't do the pool routine. Which way is the pool? <laughs> I bet she's with one of the Yankees. <laughs> What's your favorite? This is... Who's your favorite little rascal? Was it Alpha Alpha, Alpha or, or Spanky Sitter? <laughs> yeah, this this one's a classic. Also fell into mine. Uh, where are we at? Number four. Yeah, yes. Number four as well. Love this movie. Yeah, it's great. I, it's weird because I feel like the stuff I'm picking has been very like if you haven't seen this movie, like there's no other way I can explain it to you. It's just hilarious. Like, I mean, Tommy Boy. We don't like the other ones. I'm hoping people like haven't seen and might check yeah. it out. I mean, Tommy Boy. Like everyone. Yeah. I would hope knows that movie. Dan Aykroyd. What, what was the um, adjacent movie that was? Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Which yeah. was Black also Sheep. partly a road trip movie. It very much could be. Yeah. Although you... it's mainly, it's more of it's them running a campaign. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it definitely could fall in there. It's on my discards. Yeah. Um, But they're just driving around, like, different counties in the same state yeah. trying to yeah. get, get that's votes. A, that's but, a road, yeah, but I, still, I get you, I get yeah. you, I get you. But it was weird how it came out, like, right around the same time within two three years at most and it's basically the same movie same characters yeah but gary Busey. yes yeah. gary Busey has a wild a wild movie. kung fu loving bus living just the animal man 
Um, anyone else have anything else on? I mean, Tommy Boy. Anyone throw any more quotes out? Well, I mean, I could talk about Tommy Boy for an hour, but is there a need to? No, <laughs> it's just so. It's just one. Of, it's one of the greatest. It's Rob one of Lowe, the greatest great villain. Com- yeah, yeah, it's one of the greatest comedies ever made. Herbie yeah. Hancock. I, I brothers still, don't give handshakes. Brothers hug. Yeah, yeah. Brothers don't shake hands. I still say that all the time. <laughs> brothers hug. Who's uh? Who's got the number yeah, three? That leaves me. Then he do the right thing. <sighs> Spike Lee. I feel like you've you, you've you've gotten enough of your dark horses on the list. Well, I, uh, all right. It's in every single pick that you've made. But this movie's so good. And I'll see. save it for discards because there's only three left, and I would. I mean, if I'm wrong that the three of us don't have collectively the same top three, I'm gonna be very pissed. You'll probably. I don't know. I wish I had the little. Time. I wish I knew what. I wish I knew what. Jeff, Jeff, can you just text me where you're gonna put it number one so I know if it's what I'm gonna put it number because, two. I can't because it's it's he's got his pick, you got your pick. I guess I just have to pick my number one at number two. I mean, you do what you All right, Vinny's do. number Vinny's number three is in. 1994's Dumb and Dumber. Wow. All right. Good call. Not where I wanted to go. I feel like yeah, I feel like it was robbed. We was robbed. That should be, that was my number two. That's uh, not your number one, and it wasn't my number two or one. So okay. I mean, we'll get to it in discards, but I really wanted to put Natural Born Killers on here at number Why? three. I fucking love that movie, and half of it is a road trip movie. <laughs> anyway, but we're not talking about Natural Born Killers. We're talking about Dumb and Dumber. This is. Through and through, just, I mean, one of the pinnacle comedies. If we were doing a comedy list, it would be higher than number three. You'd have to put it at number one or two. Only reason it took a step down and I put it at three is a little bit less on the road than a couple others I think deserve to be higher. Uh, There's a lot of stuff. Wait, Dumb and Dumber's a little bit less on the road? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Once they get into Aspen, the movie turns and it's not a road trip any movie anymore and aspen they arrive what halfway through yeah yeah okay yeah yeah you're right that's really the only i mean as far as this list goes i don't want to say negative marks but the only thing that takes it a, a couple steps down um but as far as being a great great comedy one of the tops it's it is endlessly quotable um jim carrey and jeff daniels are it just unbelievable in this it's slapstick like no other and it but it is so effective and all the stuff on the road is great um when they get to aspen it doesn't it doesn't lose a step it's just as entertaining and funny um yeah i mean it's another one there's there's not a whole lot you can say about it even more so 
even more so than Tommy Boy. I mean, like everyone knows Dumb and Dumber. I wish the sequels were better, but I don't know how they could have followed this up. It was it was pretty. It, it was a pretty, tough task. Pretty perfect movie as far as the comedy goes. I saw it in the theater and laughed my ass off. Like I couldn't tell you the last. I mean, I think the last comedy I saw in a theater that I laughed hysterically at was like Jackass 3D. <laughs> I mean, this one still makes me laugh my ass off after so many times seeing it. So many times. I mean, I could probably quote this thing from start to finish and. It doesn't matter how many times I see it, how many times I catch it on cable, what part of the movie it's in. If I'm scrolling and it's on, like I'm, I'm leaving it on and enjoying every minute of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they play the parts perfectly, Daniels and uh, Carrie. Like, it's not just it's not just the lines they deliver; it's their body language while they're doing yeah. it, and just their reactions. Acting, yeah. yeah, everything about the parts is just spot on. I really think it, it's a short scene, but the scene where they're they're by the lake and the exchange they have is some of the funniest shit <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Yeah. You also Take have this to extra think pair about, of gloves. My hands are getting sweaty. You also have to think about like what like Jim Carrey's obviously like comedic genius at this point. Like everybody knows that. But like what the, Jeff Daniels is coming off of Gettysburg. <laughs> and like seri- and arachnophobia and like serious Speed. yeah like it- it's insane that he the fact that he took this role and and was like just confident that it wasn't gonna like ruin him mm-hmm. yeah that's, um, it's a good is, point is a great you know great move career wise you had an extra pair of gloves this whole time <laughs> Harry it's the Rockies <laughs> Your hands are free. Yes. <laughs> take this uh, damn briefcase and throw it in that damn pond. Honestly, I, and it's one of like the things that's like definitely more, uh, like I don't even know that they would put it in a movie now. I mean, it's not like super bad, but to me, one of the funniest things was always the fact that he just taped the bird's head back on the bird and gave it to the blind kid. Pretty bird. Harry, I took care of him. He didn't even have a head. That shit made, from a young age, like when it shouldn't have even, I shouldn't have even known how funny it was. Um, I don't know, could, can they put that in the movie? I, I, it's, it's, I, I don't, it's not me. It's the, it's the, it's the softness of the car. I think, I think I there's about. other things in this movie that would have been more more controversial than that. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I love the whole... According to this... According to this map, we've only gone four inches. (laughs) (laughs) I love the whole thing with them... uh, Them sword fighting with the canes and then him just like whacking. (laughs) Enough! (laughs) (laughs) Tell her I have a rapist wit. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what the hell is this? Those are IOUs. Those are better than cash. Hundred, hundred K, hundred thou right there. Wait, we'll hold on to that one. Hold on to that one. That's a Ferrari. I always the one the one I always love uh, that I always quote um, when he's at the, when she's walking to the airport and he's just driving. Goodbye, my love. And then he crashes into the car. Uh, Goodbye, my love. 
the way they do the uh, you know like the mobster tough guys going after him is so well done. Yep. Uh, Dude, the the shagging wagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're looking for uh, eighty-seven sheepdog. <laughs> How'd your day go? Uh, I got fired. You pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess the bar was, I mean, the bar was so high, no matter what they did with the sequels, the, the prequel thing was just horrendous. And then even bringing back Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels for the sequel, it had like a couple moments, but for the most part, just not successful. And there was one good scene in the prequel, and it was just when, when Jim Carrey, the young Jim Carrey's character, was pooping. Yeah, with Bob Saget. And Bob Saget's yeah. like, "There's shit everywhere. There's shit the all only, over the walls." It's really the only. Yeah. Um, that and the and then the the uh, when they in the seek in the sequel. When they're referring to the place where everyone went to like make out, it was called Oyster Swallow Cove. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was just a little the the phone scene was pretty gross easy. nugget. It was pretty funny too. Like, hold on, I'm on the phone with my dead dad. <laughs> and the like that and like the old lady were the only two things that made me really laugh. Like, reach up there for yeah. the giblets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I uh, yeah, I'd give it another watch maybe, but. There's no need when you just go to the original and just uh, have yeah, a great that's time. The thing, yeah, doesn't matter how. I mean, does anyone dislike this movie? Like, I, I don't even know if that's possible. You're a liar. If you say like, how that. do you not laugh out loud? Like, even if you're a tight I, ass, like, there's got to be something that's going to make you laugh out loud in this movie. I don't think anyone in our generation, but I think it. I think that it, this was over the heads of people. I think we talked about this before, but like my boss, like he's in his 50s and like he never got like Jim Carrey comedy never got got him and I think it was just a little uh, I don't know he's just yeah. a little he, I mean, he was a little too old in the 90s for it I guess my dad you know? liked the Jim Carrey comedy he maybe he didn't appreciate it or get like as much of a kick, a, kick out of it as, as me but he definitely like them and watch them though, especially Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So that fell in at the number, two. Th- number three. No, the two. Number three. No, that was I, three. I put it at three. So now Pete's coming at you with number two. Oh crap! I thought I was number one already. Damn. Oh well. Jeff, Jeff, don't worry. You, you guys are, you guys are good. Okay. Pete with the number two pick goes with 2000's Almost Famous. Oh no! God, I wish what? I had money in the bank. Fuck! Wow. I knew something was gonna fall off. I should have just played Natural Born Killers and said fuck it. Ow! I just don't care about this movie. Are you serious? This is one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm. Mm. This was my number one. There's two landmark comedies. That... Look, if you're mad, look if you're mad that anything didn't make this list, it's your fault. That's my fault. All your bullshit picks. I wouldn't have picked these top three movies anywhere lower. 
Well, I don't even really feel like talking about this movie. <laughs> Jeff wants to hear about it. No, I don't. <laughs> well, it's a number two. <laughs> Is that it? That's just gonna. Yeah, I don't need to talk about. It. What about when he jumps off the roof into the pool? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's a good scene. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Kate Blanchett? Who? No, what's her name? Kate. Uh... Um, Hudson? Hudson. Kate Hudson. How do you feel about Hudson? Her? Yeah, she's like one of the greatest, most beautiful people ever. Wow. Fall in love with her every time I watch this movie. I mean, I appreciate more Frances McDormand, but. Do you like the part where Dirk this, this movie's comes? about this movie's about a guy falling around a rock band. Like it's like everything that I wish we I could have done as a kid. How was that not awesome? Yeah, but it was a seventies. Not really a seventies guy. Black Sabbath. The first thing he's going to is a Black Sabbath concert. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Vibe really died here. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it wasn't Thelma and Louise. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, this movie has an awesome cast. I feel like Pete needs a little defense. Defense here. This is an awesome movie. I'm just not into it. But if he likes it, that's fine. It's his pick. Yeah, and also, like, I think this is a top pick in a lot of published road trip movie lists. So it's just not my bag. Baby. <laughs> Pete? I'm good. I'm no, I was going to say, Pete failed? Is he just done? <laughs> All right, well, my number one's in, so buckle up. We can move on to Jeff's number one well-talked-about film, 1980's Blues Brothers. Fuck. I don't really want to talk about this movie, though. God damn it. This list fell apart. That's because your picks stink. All of them. <laughs> Every last except, one. Except Dumb and Dumber. See, you had to put your Dark Horses in there. Your Dark Horses ruin every list. No, they don't, because I would never, ever... like. I'd rather it not be on the list than for me to have to put National Lampoon's Vacation and Planes, Trades, and Automobiles in the bottom... Five of the list? That's insulting. The bottom five of the list is meant to put movies that like people may have not seen and that you want to talk about. Like you don't you don't put National Lampoon's Vacation bottom five of any list. Actually the list is whatever you want it to be, man. It's a metaphor. Yeah, that's right. I just blew all your minds, man. Not mine. Uh the Blues Brothers is pretty sweet. Um, it's a musical comedy. More comedy than musical about Jake and Elwood Blues getting the band back together on a mission from God, driving around the great state of Illinois, road tripping, doing gigs, trying to uh, promote the big gig so they can pay the penguins taxes, even though churches don't get taxed. So right off the bat, the movie is flawed. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. It's a, That's bullshit, though. It's a church-run orphanage. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just another John Candy's in it. I mean, the, the cast in this is insane as well. Um, but, I mean, they're driving around with uh, 
What's the West line? It's dark. We're wearing sunglasses. No, it's we got. We got half a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, forget it. Dark. We I have a tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. But yeah, just that. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And then the chase with the police is just the biggest. Yeah. It's like the biggest car crash in movie history. It's just like hundred some car crashes. Very funny. Very funny. Um, I feel like everyone's just mad now, so I'm going to stop talking. I'm not mad. No, I'm not saying you're mad. I mean, I know what this movie's worth and how important it is. It, it's just another one. It didn't catch on for me for whatever reason. Oh. Like, I mean, I've seen it so many times. My dad had me watch and rewatch this. It, I, I don't really know mm. what it is about it that... Uh, that, that didn't grab me, but it just doesn't. Well, I love both the dudes, and I love the importance that it has in the comedy scene, and especially for like bringing like the musical comedy. Um, and I especially like because I, I I watched that uh, that weed show that uh, um, the other Buscemi did. What? With Danny Aykroyd. Belushi. Belushi, what did I say? Buscemi? Yeah, you're off again I'm, on your names. I'm never good with the names. Uh, Look, I'm going to... I'm not even going to lie. How proud and how happy Dan Aykroyd is with anything Blues brother, Brothers is pretty cool to see. Let me tell you something. My number one was a toss-up. It was going to be either this or Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, thank God you didn't do that. So, yeah, you can shut up. Oh, boy. What's was, wrong with Pee-wee's Big Adventure? That's a great road trip movie. It's about was true. a young man going cross-country to the Alamo to find his bicycle. Was True Romance on either of your radar? No. I had a hard time with that. I really wanted to put it on, but I thought I would get too much grief. How? Because there's too much of it that doesn't take place on the road. I thought that was the problem. It's funny. It, the whole thing is going from one place to another. I know, but there's a lot of it of the on-screen action has nothing to do with being on the road, so I thought I would get grief. But yeah, the whole thing is they're going from Detroit to the West Coast. I, I know, but... It's more of a road trip movie than and than the Kurt Russell thing. No, it's not, because that's going from Boston to San Diego. But he stops somewhere in the desert, and then he doesn't go anywhere else. Well, but that's, isn't that any road trip movie? No, they get and, no he doesn't stop. The whole movie is on the road. It's it's all car chases and cat and mouse stuff. Only the last, like, 12 minutes is off the road. I know, but then it gets back on the road. Yeah, so there's really no part that's off the road. It is like, that. I mean, that. if anything, that one is, like, thoroughbred road trip. Is the entire thing is in trucks or car on the road. He's jumping on tractor trailers. All right, before I start getting shit from my selections, let's recap what the brilliant selections were. We got Beavis and Butthead. Hell yeah. Paul. Dude. Hey, you're skipping your first two picks, though. Well, because they're road trip movies. And, like... So it was Paul and Beavis and Butthead. Well, all right, fine. Quality. Quality, you said Dead End's an indie film that no one has ever heard of. Yeah, I put it at 13. That's like what you're supposed to do at 13. Go put Pee-wee's Big Adventure there. I would, I would 
sooner die than put anything PB's. Oh, well, that's just silly talk. <laughs> let's, let's go to the Rotten Tomatoes. What does the Dead End have? Or what does Pee Wee's Big Adventure have? I mean, I don't even know how Rotten Tomatoes works, but I'm legit just guessing. Uh, was Kingpin? Did Kingpin make any of your list? It was oh, not shit. Man. I didn't even think about that. Damn it. Nah. Did not make my list. So that was the Woody Harrelson movie. I thought you were gonna you were gonna talk about it, and you were saying National uh, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I mean Natural Born Killers. I would have had to defend a little bit because only fifty percent of it is on the road. But when it's on the road, goddamn, they are going cross country. It's not. A, it's about the spirit of the road trip. <laughs> Wait, well, the spirit the of the road trip make, is they're that's murdering why the horror people. Movies don't make any sense to me. It's about the spirit of the road. Yeah, no, it's about the spirit, spirit of the road, of the road trip. trip. Not just like we're on the run from the police. Yeah. Yeah, but Natural Born Killers, the spirit of the road is that we're on yeah, the that road. That movie sucks. As a, <laughs> the movie doesn't suck. Are you serious? <laughs> How does that movie suck? Have you seen Tommy Lee Jones in that? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's why it doesn't suck, because Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Should have known. Should have known better. He's got his, his crew of guys that make every movie better. Steven Seagal. Are we being serious right now? We're saying Natural Born Killer sucks. I didn't say that. There's no we. But Beavis and Butthead is more important. It's a road trip movie. It's a road trip movie. Yeah. So is Natural Born Killers. In the description, it says they travel cross country murdering people. Well, that's a murder. In a car. That's a murdering spree. But they're traveling cross country in a car. I mean. Repo Man could be a road trip movie under that because the whole movie takes place in a car. But they just stay in California and repossess cars. Great movie, by the way. So does Mad Max, and I don't think I'd call Mad Max a road trip movie. Yeah, I saw that on a lot of of lists, and I didn't really agree with that. No, that's not... Just because they're in a car doesn't make it a road trip movie. Right. Right. This is one of the points we've been trying to make. I don't know. Fury Road could be a road trip movie. That's the one I saw on a lot of lists. Really? Yeah. That one. That because one. They, maybe, they yeah. have like a destination. It's like, it's like a direct. Yeah. A, it's like a destination in mind. So I guess that makes it a road yeah. trip movie. But I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Planes, trains, and automobiles not being on this list is a travesty. National Lampoon's Vacation. I'm not that big a fan. I like Christmas Vacation better. So do I. But <laughs> for a road trip movie, everybody does. I don't know. I don't know, man. You, you're the one who picked Road Trip. That was my idea. I think he meant... I think he meant car movies. Oh, I think we did car movies before. No. No? Movies about cars? Pete, what else you got on discards? Um, I got True Romance, Family Vacation, Jane, Son, and Bob... The Bucket List, Rain Man, Sex Drive. I had it uh, a lower in the list. Due Date. I like that movie a lot. Oh yeah, with um, Robert that's Downey a lot of watch. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and, Z- and Zach Galifianakis. Like, it was really good. playing off the success of The Hangover, um, in a lot of ways. Like with ridiculous He's action basically sequences. the same character. Yeah, but. 
I, it's a lot of fun. I mean, there, there's a lot of laughs in that movie. And it, it's also a direct ripoff or at least descendant of planes, trains, and automobiles. But their dynamic with Robert Downey Jr. just being like the stick-in-the-mud angry guy and Zach, and Al- Zach Galifianakis being the overly joyous um, extrovert is just really fun to see them two together. And there's so many ridiculous lines. Uh, Either you see The Long Dumb Road. No. I think it was right to Netflix. It's Jason Manzukis. If you're familiar with him, he was on The League. He played Rafi. Yeah, I love But it, it's a straight-up road trip coming-of-age movie. It's, Did eh. you say Degrassi? No. The, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> did you say he was in Degrassi? No, he was in The League. But what did you say after The League? I don't remember. I didn't say Degrassi. Oh. Um, but it's a straight up road trip coming of age movie. It's not the greatest. I thought about putting it on there because it's like a true road trip movie. There's another one, uh, The Duel from 1971. Um, it's basically a driver, excuse me, in a car versus a driver in an oil rig. And the oil rig driver is fucking with this dude. I think he like cuts him off in the beginning and it starts a whole cat and mouse thing across country where he's just screwing with them. Uh, it's pretty pretty intense, and especially for 1971, the car chase and car uh, like action set pieces are very well done. What is it? Anybody seen the movie Midnight Run? Yeah, I like Midnight Run. It was on my discards. Yeah, I like that one. That's another. I was gonna. That's ask like you. early De Niro <laughs> comedy, awesomeness. Yeah. Yep. Cannonball Run. That make anybody's list? Mm-mm. Is that the biker no. movie? Yeah, that's Easy Rider. Uh, oh, Easy Rider. Yeah. Cross Cross Country. Yeah, Cross Country. Uh, race. Burt Reynolds. Uh, Smokey in the band. That's eighty-one. <laughs> Good movie. No. No. I mean, I don't have many discards other than uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Logan. Yeah, Logan's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's tough because, like, yeah, it's. it's uh, road trip. Well, road trips, road trips in the name. I mean, but it's a it's a good like, yeah, you know, coming off that American Pie success, it's it's good. I really hadn't enjoyed that one, and that was. Big time part of my spank bank when I was younger. Whoa. Who, Tom Green? No, not Tom <laughs> Green. Yeah. Breck and Meyer. Whoever that blonde chick was. Amy Smart. Smart. Uh, or, uh, yeah, uh, Amy Smart. Smart. Huh. What's next? What's next from what, life? Um, yeah. Like episodes? Well, actually, so coming up next for episodes. So this is episode 98. So we have some exciting things coming up. For episode 99, we have the uh, categorical breakdown of 1989 in honor of Brother Sean and Brother Pete's birthdays. And then for episode 100, we're going to go take a deep dive... Or a dive back into history, I should say. Um, if people are still listening all the way back from episode one, we did a little 
introduction of me and Jeff's uh, taste in horror, I found like this horror personality questionnaire thing. Like it was in some way broad, in some way specific. Like you would have like a question like, do you like fast zombies? Or do you like slow zombies? But there was like 50 of these questions. It was a good way to get to know our tastes and what we're into. So I was thinking with the four of us, we can get back into that list, especially because I don't know. I mean, I would hope people are still listening from episode one till now, but I'm sure we have some newcomers and we could uh, do a little dive into that with all four of us doing the questionnaire again from episode one. I'm into that. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Two away from episode 100. I can't believe it. That's wild. You gonna get out of you guys, JJ, to come back and produce for you? No, we'll leave him home. <laughs> but I think we will break out a little bit of the bubbly. Mmm, a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, it's been aging. Speaking of JJ, he continues to give a shit about our audio quality and our setup. And I listened to like the first three minutes of episode one today because I need to listen back to get. The actual, because I don't remember the, the questions that we did. We're doing a hell of a lot better. I'm confident in saying. Thank you, JJ. Thank you. Thank you, me. Is he is he a spite listener? Is he just listening out of spite? <laughs> I don't think he listens. No, he definitely doesn't listen. He didn't. He didn't even. He was on. Um, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, the dude Tinder. The whole time we were recording, we would ask him a question. And he'd be like, "What?" Dude Tinder? <laughs> yeah, dude Tinder. Well, there is just Tinder for... You can just set it to... To dudes? Uh, yeah, you know what I meant. Would you say it was called Grinder? That's what Grindr. I meant. Grinder is specifically for... There's no Grinder for straights. And I, I'm not even making a joke. He was literally on Grinder. I wish there was recording. a Grinder for straights, man. I'd be on there. <laughs> well, I mean... Are we? Are any of us straight? I really? Mean, that's true. Shade the gray, pal. Shade the gray. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm straight. I mean, I can appreciate. I like seeing Michael Douglas's ass. I can appreciate a man's rugged masculinity. <laughs> I can't wait I, to go see Brad Pitt in 1993, yeah. California. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It, it's a wild ride. He doesn't show any ass or anything though. Ah, uh, it's all right. Does he get shirtless? Definitely get shirtless. He might uh, have a couple hump scenes. Oh. But they're uncomfortable hump scenes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best kind. I'm about to make a hump in my bed with my body pillow because I'm dying. I'm so beat. Damn it. Haven't I touched that body pillow? I don't, yeah, work I, in I don't really hump it. Yeah, work at uh, 7 a.m. and muscle relaxers wearing off and my body's starting to hurt or my back rather starting to feel like shit again so all right well no one wants to hear what time we're working and whose muscle relaxers are wearing off so you like to have whole conversations about what you want to do seven episodes from now at the end of these well that's a little sneak peek next couple episodes here's what you got coming at you uh so the top the uh top road trip list will get published to the letterboxed um, Much anger will be in case, thrown at it via Vinny. In case you need to yep. reference it for something to watch or whatever reason, don't spoil. Well, if you're listening now, it won't be a spoiler, but 
Don't go ahead and look at the list on Letterboxd before you listen to the episode for future episodes. Yeah. That's my public service announcement for the episode. You'll see how good the list is. All right. All right, well, Who I the mean... fuck's barking? That's what I was going to say. It doesn't sound like your dog. Yeah. Oh, Winston's dreaming. Uh, yeah. That's what the I'm old saying. dog's having dreams. Yeah, that's dreaming. cute. He's 18 years old. What do you think he's doing in that dream that he's barking? You think he's like chasing a mailman? Or he's humping. They bark when they hump? Well, maybe he's trying to bring a girl over. I imagine it's quiet and quick. He's probably, he's probably trying to I know. lure a lady in. You guys are all dog people. I don't know much about it. Um, <laughs> not me. Not me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Anywho. Uh... I mean, I don't dislike <laughs> him, but I'm not generally, I don't really care for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to run across the street to pet one. <laughs> Hey, come hang out with mine. You'll you'll love them. Right, I, must say I love my friends. I love my friends' dogs because they love them. But that's about it. Mine, mine, are, mine will not bother you if you're in the house. Yeah, Pete, no, no, no. You liked our college dog Val. Yeah, I mean she didn't last very long. Well, I mean she tried to kill Lyle. That's not good. <laughs> All right. Anywho, um, <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of Killer Pop from Outer Space. Until next time, we are the Killer Prod crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And we're out.